Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. I've got a great friend uh, on here today, my buddy from Arizona, Josh. He's got an incredible church out there. And uh, we're talking about creating and sustaining momentum. How do you create momentum in the church? But then how do you sustain it once it gets going? And that's a challenge. It's not just creating it, but sustaining it. And we're talking about that in a real practical way. I think you're going to get a lot out of today's podcast. Well, let's jump into it, man. How can I serve you today? What's up? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, my biggest questions right now in ministry have to do with momentum. I think just Mm because the unique season we're, we're at and everything changes all the time. Right. You know, really about evaluating like momentum versus just energy. Um, and I think especially as like we're in one place and, you know, we're kind of transitioning to another school. I'm trying to really think about like how to keep building momentum and stacking momentum and not letting it subside. I obviously don't want to run anybody in the ground. But right. to really like that's kind of my question is, is what what you would recommend or what you've seen best practice to really like keeping momentum building and not right. letting it be like, oh, that was nice. And then it's like, and it's over. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, okay, that, no, that was it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. You know, or, you know, yeah. hitting those mile markers of momentum, you know? Yep. Yep. The, uh, uh, man, that's a great question. First of all, I think it's awesome that you sold the old building, going into a new building, but you're in between with portable, uh, crazy, but all part of the journey. And 10 years from now, when the church is all, you know, exploded and there's thousands of people coming and you're making a difference across the nation, people are going to be like, how'd you do it? And you're going to be able to have those stories. So yeah. that's cool. Keeping momentum, man, that's a, uh, I think is um, obviously a necessary thing, but a challenging thing as well. Um, I think that uh, when I look at it, as I've, as I've seen people across the nation and we work with, when I think about people that have been able to sustain and create even greater momentum. Uh, they've done really, really well in a few areas. One, they've done really well in keeping vision in front of people. They've done extraordinarily well with it. When you are keeping vision in front of people, it's important to know it's a lot like culture in a way that there's sort of four levels to that vision and you're trying to get to that fourth level. There's no embrace, defend, and multiply. Okay, I know the vision, I embrace the vision, I defend the vision, and I multiply the vision. And that multiply is is that place where, man, you're working hard on making sure that the vision and the excitement is staying in front of people. I think the other thing is um, is connection. Um, mm. It's I think one of the arts of those that do really well on creating momentum is that they they have a vision. They keep the vision in front of people, and they do an extraordinarily good job connecting people to that vision. And that's where they move from, yeah, I know the vision at Banner Church, to no, I multiply the vision. Sure. I know the culture versus, man, I defend it and multiply. Way different when you're able to start doing that. And um, and I think in, in the most practical ways is it's involving people. And it's keeping the most exciting stories in front of people and the most exciting narrative in front of people um, because it can, it can get weary. But if you're inspiring people, if you're connecting them, if you are involving them, you have a greater chance 
of, uh, of keeping them going. And I actually think the portable world uh, does create an excitement and an energy because you know you're going somewhere. I don't my, my concern for your vision and, and the passion of vision and the momentum isn't going from the old building to portable. It's going from portable to new because the new is only new for a few months and then no one cares anymore. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. That's a good point. And, uh, and after a while, they don't care. You care. We all yeah. love new buildings. You and I are pastors. Like, yeah, this is awesome. The most amazing thing in the world. We like yeah. parking lots. Look at it. It's repaved. How great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we love all the little things that no one actually cares about. Uh, but working on the vision, working on connecting people, uh, keeping that in front of them, keeping the story in front of them, keeping the excitement in front of them. Sure. It's very easy to get so caught up in the next project, the next dollar you got to raise, the next everything you got to raise that you don't, that, and you're charging out in front that you don't slow down long enough to turn around and make sure that people are following you. And if you don't take enough time to keep people moving in that direction, I think you're going to find some trouble. Well, so. what might be some, if you were like starting to see symptoms of people not, they're not really following the, and you would say, Hey, if you start to see these symptoms, maybe note that you need to do. Cause sometimes I feel like we're saying it constantly and it's mm-hmm. like, can't tell if I'm annoying people or just beginning to inform them. Yeah. Um, you know, but especially in the summer here, cause it's 8 million degrees and people are only around like once, you know, every month. Yeah. But what, what, I don't know if, if you have a thought on what, what those symptoms might be of, yeah. of people lagging behind on vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'll talk a couple things on that. You've heard me say before that culture is created at the top and supported at the bottom and, and, and falls apart in the middle. So what I mean by that is it's got to be supported at the top. It's, or, I'm sorry, created at the top. So if I'm looking at a symptom like, hey, man, they don't seem to be engaging as much. There doesn't seem to be as much passion. There doesn't be, seem to be as much energy. Where I'm going to look the most is back to that culture and vision chart. If it's created the top, supported the bottom, and falls apart in the middle, mm. when it falls apart, it's usually in the middle. It's, it's, it's the people at the top. It's my top 10, my top 15, my top 20. That's where I'm going to run to. I'm running to them. I'm not running to the people in the middle. Uh, mm. I'm running to the people at the top. So if this, I think, symptoms or triggers is you know, they're not engaged. You can sense a lack of passion. You can sense that they're not, um, you know, giving might be trending down, you know, energy might be trending down or whatever. I'm going to look always right to the top. The answer is going to be at the top. Because if my top 20 people aren't running with me, there's no way the people in the middle are going to run with me. Sure. And you have to make sure above anything else, that the people at the top have it. And that's back to know, embrace, uh, defend, and multiply. You, you got to look at your top people and say, are they defending and multiplying? Or do they, are they just knowing and embracing? Knowing and embracing is just very shallow. And again, you see the passion, you see the giving, you see the energy, you see all of it. And you're like, oh, I think there might be a problem here. To me, the bigger issue is where do I, if I'm going to give a shot of adrenaline and start working on something, where am I going to give that shot at? It's yeah. got to be at the top. Has okay. to be at the top. Because that's where culture and vision is created. It's created at the top. So, do you, yeah. Do you find that it's not 
I mean, it, I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to project too much into like, you know, the culture of our church because I think our leaders are doing good, but I'm just like the, I've been portable enough times to see like, these are some like, really exciting and really strenuous times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't really have opposite, you know, it's just so different, you know? Yep. Um, what, is there usually a disconnect? Like do leaders just think like that they are sharing more than they really are? Or is it that it's usually not very clear, you know, when it comes to vision top down, you know, it's like, it seems clear, but we talk about it all the time. And, you know, I'm like, you know, sometimes does that just not trickle down because people assume it's being done? Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's important when you start talking about your top 10, 15 leaders, creating the top sport at the bottom, that whole thing. I think it's important, Josh, Josh, that, um, I think it's important that you create the rhythm for those top, let's call it 15, 20, for those top people. You got to create a rhythm by which they are multiplying vision and culture and momentum. So a rhythm might be, this is how often I want you talking about it. Okay, this is the weeks I want you to talk about it. Here's the email I want you to send. Here's the text I want you to send. This is how uh, uh, often we're celebrating wins. I don't. I think that if you leave it to chance, I don't think it'll turn out good. I think you have to create rhythm now, because here's why: intuition can never be duplicated. You have intuition as a leader. I've known you for a long time. You have great intuition as a leader. You and and Katie have great intuition. Intuition can't be duplicated. So you you think, oh man, something's going wrong here. You recognize it immediately. Like, okay, there's not a lot of energy. There's a lack of momentum. There's a whatever. They don't recognize it. So if intuition can't be duplicated, then you have to create a rhythm of casting vision, keeping people on board, telling stories. You got to create a rhythm for them because they're not going to have the intuition. Sure. So if you don't set out a rhythm, it's not going to happen. And so they're going to just think, hey, I, I told everybody that, you know, this like eight weeks ago is like, that's not going to work. You got to you got to say, hey, guys, look, man, I, here's the two stories I want you to tell in this month. Here's the here's what I want you to do in this month. They've got to keep that excitement and rhythm going as it trickles down. And the mm-hmm. larger you get, the more difficult this becomes. You know, it's one thing at 200, 300. It's another thing at 2000, 3000. Because sure. you're never going to talk to those mid-range people, ever, uh, mm-hmm. outside of the hallway and a high five, and that's about it. So yeah. it, you have to learn. You have to learn to lead through people uh, at even a greater level. Every time you move up in size and in organization, the leading mm-hmm. through becomes more crucial because you because you disconnect yeah. from the mid-range people. Yeah, that makes makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, that's really helpful because I think, you know, as I I think about talking about vision and 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 dreaming, and we're in this season of reevaluating and and growing, but also, you know, like I'm maybe reevaluating isn't isn't the right idea or isn't the right concept, but we're renewing, you know, that that sense of vision and really refining it. And so, in refining, it's like I don't want to give vision fatigue, but I also want to engage the team into that. But I think that, like you're saying, that layer of coaching down on on how to relay that to the team, I'm probably just like, hey, this is really good. And we all agreed. Let's communicate it. You know, are you communicating yeah. it? And people are like, yeah. But I guess if there's no um, benchmarks <laughs> for right, right. 
their success is going to be hard to evaluate, I guess. It is. It's not like anything bad. I just, the longer where you're portable, I feel like the, the longer it feels like in the wilderness, so to speak, you know? Sure. Sure. And, 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 and just remember that because you have, you and Katie have great intuition as leaders. You, you have a great way of picking up pulse. I've always noticed that about you. You've always have this way of picking up like, oh, something's happening. Here's where the church is at. Here's where the leader is at. That's just intuition. That's a gift. It's a leadership gift. It's a God gift. Just remember it can't be duplicated. So if it can't be duplicated, it has to be systematic. Yeah. Because it won't be duplicated. They're not going to pick up what you pick up. So yeah. keep that in mind because otherwise you're going to get frustrated. Yeah. Like, why don't they see it? It's like, they're never going to sure. see it. That's just not their gift. Uh, you have it. You do. You're very intuitive, you and you and Katie. However, that's not duplicatable. So you better create something that's duplicatable. And again, I know I said this, but the bigger you get, uh, I've always said, the larger the church gets, the less people you pastor. And the bigger the church gets, the less, uh, the more important uh, leading through people, casting vision through people, Having people be vision carriers of what you want becomes yeah. so crucial as you get bigger. Really crucial. Uh, mm. Because if it breaks down, you're going to have a problem. And you're going to be running out in front and look behind and think, no one's following. Sure. That is the big ticket. So, yeah. yeah what else really you got cool. on your mind, my man? Um, well, I think kind of going with that is this idea of, of engagement. Like you and I have talked a lot about engagement. A lot of the work that we've done is helping people really be engaged and, you know, I, and may, maybe the vision thing is a part of that, but just trying to get people to have that deeper ownership and engagement. You know, we've done a lot with, with the kids that, you know, to increase kids frequency and, you know, really have them more regularly connected into what's happening, but trying to evaluate teaching and encouraging adults with a greater desire for consistency at any kind of thing, you know? Mm. Um, and obviously like every pastor I feel like is like, well, you know, we're in a transient area. We do, you know, it's like everyone I talk to says, says, well, you know, our area is unique. And I'm like, well, that sounds exactly like what I'm facing, <laughs> which is <laughs> people are, uh, you know, are, are a little less consistent. And I was curious if, if you think that might have to do with ownership, you know, there's a sense or if, you know, it's, it's just cultural overall, but I'm trying to figure out ways to encourage it or at least give opportunity for a deeper sense of engagement. We have, yeah. we have small groups, our small groups do well, you know, I mean, we have probably as many people in small groups a week that we do on a Sunday morning in attendance, but that that's because the Sunday morning is all over the place because weekends and, but that gathering is so key and beyond just saying the gathering's key and showing that in what God's doing. You know, how, how do we encourage a deeper engagement? Is it that vision? Is it is it more than that? And, and when you say deeper engagement, what does deeper engagement look like to you? I think a greater consistency to an extent. And I don't have unrealistic cultural expectations, but a greater consistency. So how we might move somebody from once every four, five, six weeks to once every two, three weeks. And how we might encourage people and on-ramp them to, you know, maybe serve quicker and, you know, things like that. Yeah. To really engage in that. And just beyond like, oh, they're compelled, but have a sense of, of ownership, right? This is my yeah. thing. This is my, this is my church. And I'm an important part of it, you know? Right, right. 
I think the key word that you said in, in, in uh, just a few seconds ago is that word ownership. Uh, people support whatever they create, and if they have a sense of ownership, they're more likely to be all in. When they don't have a sense of ownership, they're not as likely to be all in. For me, I think the greater question that I'd be wrestling with, if I were you, with your staff is, okay, there, the breakdown here is, I think the c- consistency is the s- symptom or the, the result, it's the inconsistency, I should say, is the result. But what is the root of all of it? What fixes that? What fixes that above anything else is always ownership. The more people tend to own something, the less likely they are to be inconsistent because they support whatever they create. If they feel like they're creating it, they feel like they're owning it, they feel like they're all in. I think that's a greater question to map out, like, how do we yeah. how do we create ownership? To me, that's the word. Because consistency will follow the ownership. Now, Granted, you know, Jesus goes out, throws, you know, the parable sure. of the seeds. There's still only 25% that actually take any root. So <laughs> you got to realize that there's going to be a group of people that are always going to be inconsistent. They're going to be inconsistent, and they're probably inconsistent on everything in their life. Sure, yeah. Uh, so there's part of that you just kind of unfortunately accept. Um, but I don't think you accept it to a point that you throw up the the white flag of surrender. I think that you have to say to come in and go, look, we realize that some people aren't going to be consistent. I get it, but we're going to, um, we're going to figure out this ownership thing even better. How do we figure out that? How do we, how do we create exclusivity, not excluding people, but the feeling of like, man, we're in the inner circle. We are part of the ownership team. We are the, the all in team. You know, how does that get branded? You know, um, I had a buddy of mine that did, did, uh, uh, they were doing a campaign and then they just kind of carried that campaign and they just called it the all in group. And, and, you know, he got church, I don't know, 1,000, 1,200 people. He's got like 300 people in this all in group. And it was just during a financial campaign and it just kind of carried past that. And two years later, they're still doing this all in three times a year. And I'm like, I don't know what he's doing with it, but he, but he created this momentum of ownership which I think is really important. Uh, and if you can figure out how to do that, uh, what that looks like for Banner Church, I think that's where everything changes. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. Good. That's how I would look at it. Yeah, that's really helpful. I think momentum of ownership, I think, I think is key yeah. for us. It's not just people saying, wow, this is really cool. And yeah, you know, I'm meeting some really cool people and I'm having fun. I'm enjoying what I'm you know, a part of. Yeah. I like to serve at things every once in a while, but like saying, this is mine. You know, yeah. like this is like my church and I'm a part of this and yep. I'm, I'm vital, you know, and, yep. you know, hundred percent try to encourage that obviously. Right. Right. So I think, but I do think it's worth brainstorming with your team. Like, what does that mean for someone to, what does being an owner look like? Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, let's describe how do we know someone's in a place of ownership? We first, you better identify what the goal is ownership. Yeah. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Let me give me four bullet points of what that means. Okay, then how do we create that? Because you're creating, you're back to creating culture. You're sh- because you're shifting a kind of a spirit of it. It's like ownership is not tangible as much as I mean, it's somewhat tangible, I guess, but it's it's more of a feeling like, man, they are just all in. This is my place. This is my like, man, I I defend this place. I'm all in, you know. Uh, and um, man, if you, if the team can figure out what does ownership look like. And how do we achieve it? 
It's uh, I, my, like I told my buddy, I think he bumped into it. I don't, it wasn't planned. He just kind of bumped into this all in thing and the all in phrase became like this thing that everybody liked and like, are you part of the all in, you know? And like, it was weird, you know, it was almost a FOMO, the fear of missing out where it's like, man, we're part of that group. So I think trying to figure out that ownership because man, if you get the ownership, man, you get people inviting, you get people giving it. I mean, it's next level when you get people owning, yeah. um, they'll defend it, you know? And, uh, it's, it's amazing what people will do when they feel like they're part of a club. Uh, quick example. I just got back from Nicaragua, had new, had a bunch of, uh, I took a bunch of New Mexico pastors there on behalf of Convoy Hope, you know, blah, blah, blah. And there's like 10 of us. So we're all on this text, um, thread that we created with each other as it got approached one guy out of the 10 doesn't have an iphone so it won't work for him and he got abused all the way through the trip in nicaragua (laughs) we're like man get with the times dude what's your problem you got to get the right phone and i'm like here we are defending standing for all in on iphone and i'm like we don't get a dime for this and they've yeah. managed to create this culture of like you're out if you don't it's like pulling up me and you have harleys we pull up to a guy that's driving a honda and we're just looking at him like yeah buddy yeah. you know it's just there's yeah. that sense how harley has created it yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. apple Apple has created it. Apple, I mean, it's like you're in or you're not part of us. Harley, you're in or you're not part of us. How do we do that with Banner Church? Yeah, in a positive. They, they achieved it. Yeah. So, anyway, just uh, a thought really there. Yeah. Cool. Anything else today? Any other way I can help you, man? No, that's great. That gives me a lot. I mean, that's a that's a lot right there. It's a cool. walk through. Awesome. Good. It's part of our like refining process. I think it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, anything I can do to help, you know, I'm always here for you. And man, thanks for uh, hanging out on the podcast, team. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, brother. All right. Thanks, man.